you see people for real mirroring the people who are being reflected in the plays and uh, and the yeah. performances in the fringe i think i think for us there's a real sense that when we look at the life of christ there's a, a challenge for us you can see his life as a story but it's to try and you know walk in his footsteps or to try and live out that story for yourself and that becomes a play the, you know a play about your own life and um yeah uh, the exciting thing is the next chapter is still to be written Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast series. Uncovering God in the creative arts. At the biggest international arts festival in the world, Sanctuary First stops to ask, where does faith and art meet? to Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast that seeks to engage with creatives and musicians and artists who have come to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Joining in the podcast today is my colleague, Pete Sutton, and together we're going to be talking a little bit about what the people we've been interviewing and how we feel these podcasts have turned out. Well, even before we do that, Albert, for me as a minister here, it's just so wonderful having the the studio in the church in this beautiful room. And I think this room's played a big part in all the podcasts as well. I think everyone who's been in here has been inspired by the setting, having this story of St. Cuthbert behind us. And in many ways, he was a bit of a, a fringe player himself, you might say, all his engagement with animals and miracles. And the story of his life would make maybe for a great fringe production next year. And that's my challenge, I think. Can I well, put together the Cuthbert story for the fringe? Well, that'd be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been thinking about different themes that have been coming through the the the, the fringe and the people who have turned up uh, to engage with us. Uh, we had with the mystery plays reimagined, which again was an interesting kind of conversation with how important the mystery plays were trying to connect with people uh, in in the Middle Ages to try and understand what faith is about. Hmm. And so that was an interesting conversation with the, the group, a new a, a Green Shoots, a new theatre group that had been set up to try and explore faith through the mystery plays. And, and I think alongside that, I, I found it fascinating, particularly when we had the street pastors here as well, because in many ways they were supporting the Fringe in a practical way, but at the same time it was very faith-based. And you might remember chatting with John Kirk and sharing with us some of the stories about you know how he as an elder here at St Cuthbert's was able to practically put his faith into practice out on the streets supporting the many people who would find themselves um, on the pavements during the fringe in the early hours of the morning so I think that was nice seeing the support that's behind what goes on at the fringe which is huge I think. Yeah and I think the challenge from from them was that they were actually going to be looking at a people coming out of fringe venues, but considering and thinking, where is the church? Where is the witness of the Christian community in the fringe, apart from street pastors? Is there a place for Christians to be actively involved in the arts without trying to proselytize people, 
but actually involved in the arts to get people to start thinking more about what faith is all about. Yeah. And I think you're quite right about how do the churches engage, because here at St Cuthbert's we are actually a fringe venue, and we have beautiful plays. Um, we had a Madame Butterfly, the opera, staged here at the start of the fringe. We've gone to the... Um, some beautiful folk, Scottish folk music has been played here as well. We've had some comedy acts here. And, um, and we conclude with Scottish Sinfonia because this church is actually the musical home for Scottish Sinfonia and they have one of their um, annual concerts as part of the Edinburgh Festival and that's coming up uh, this weekend. So as well as it being a, you know, a really intensive um, three weeks, I think it's also important to remember that Edinburgh continues to deliver this throughout the year at various levels as well. And, and for the churches, as we both know, you know, we, we are every Sunday operations, not just, you know, yeah. three, summer, three summer weekends. And I believe you also had a podcast with one of the new Glasgow boys. I did. And uh, Adrian Vishnesky, who um, is just prolific in what he... He does, he's not just a painter, he's also a poet, he's written plays, he deals in tapestry and various different mediums. He was sitting where I was sitting, and the lovely thing is I knew that right behind him as he spoke, one wall through in that direction is his stunning painting of Lake Tekapo, and he shared with us, um, you know, particularly about having work within a, a sacred setting, and I think that's important, and I think, you know, anyone who comes into our sacred settings, you know, whatever their beliefs or none, I think often their breath is taken away just by, you know, a sense of the awe and wonder that they encounter in Edinburgh at this time of year. Yeah. So, and there is a sense of wonder and awe and the, in, in some of the plays that we've been looking at. And we had the Searchlight Theatre Company in, and they were doing C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters, which takes us into the area of wonder and awe about, you know, life itself mm. and the struggle in the Christian life mm. between good and bad. Mm. And uh, very well produced and very well uh, and acted out. Uh, and that was along in Charlotte Chapel. So they were using that, again, picking up a, a, a story, a book that written by C.S. Lewis, then putting it on play and getting people to interact with it. And of course, it's such a famous book that uh, whether you've got faith or no faith, people do come to see, they engage with C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters and were delighted to come and think they were getting good, uh, good audiences at their performance for C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. And I think the word you mentioned there, struggle, is important because I think people often think festival time must just be a happy time for everybody, but... You know, a lot of people are struggling at the moment um, out there. And for us, as a venue, we also host uh, two weekly meals where we serve our homeless guests here at St Cuthbert's. And we'll always prioritise their two evenings without taking on an extra booking. And I think that's important as well, that a good thing about Edinburgh is you don't shove to the sidelines, you know, those who might be, you know, struggling a bit just to accommodate you know, maybe more glitzy performances. I think it's quite earthy what goes on here in the festival. And I think a lot of our podcasts have reflected that earthiness this year, which has been 
very encouraging. I think. Well, I think what is encouraging when you talk about St. Cuthbert's is how welcoming your staff are to people. I've noticed from the sidelines that there's a, a generosity as people come in uh, looking to see what's in the church. And the church is open as a, a, as a place where people can come in the busyness of the, of the, of the festival to maybe just sit in quiet and, and reflect. And uh, again, there's just that sense of, I, I get that impression that just when you come in, you're welcomed. Well, that's very beautiful that you should share that, and it'll be my privilege to share that with them when I, when I see them uh, later. So thank you for that. And it, but it's such an important mm. thing, you know, that, that outsiders, people, you can see uh, guests, you can see tourists coming and being welcomed and feeling uh, that they've been given information and also sometimes getting use of the facilities mm. which yeah. they're looking for as well. And free facilities yeah. as well, may, yeah. you know, I may say so. Of course, then we also had um, Chariots of Fire, and, or it's called Chariots, which is the story of Eric Little. And again, the, that was a great podcast and great interaction with, the, with, with Michael, who is the, the main lead in that particular um, story. So, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good podcast. And also, I think the good thing about that is whilst that was going on, the, uh, the World Athletics Championships are going on for real uh, over in Budapest at the moment as well. And I think, you know, the whole of the little story and um, it wasn't just on St. Andrew's Beach, you know, his life went all the way over to China as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, as, as we both know, holding fast to his faith uh, throughout. And I think, as you'll, you'll probably know too, there's the Eric Little Centre just up the road in Edinburgh. And he's very much, I think, part of... Um, part of the life of Edinburgh even today uh, for many people. And, and our last, if we can maybe draw up with our last podcast today was Oggy Oggy, uh, which again is Stephen Callaghan. Yeah, Stephen Stephen Callaghan, who again it's a lovely podcast in which he shares a little bit about his faith journey as an actor and getting drawing in to begin to work for the Archdiocese of Glasgow, but the challenge just when uh, he was uh, about to maybe be offered a really a secular play, but a professional play. But as he looked at it, he felt as a Christian, he couldn't be part of it. And uh, he, he, he stepped back and stepped back from that and then was looking for a job and then found there was an offer a job by the Glasgow Archdiocese to set up a theatre company. So again, it was someone who was true to his principles uh, but not knowing where to go and then finding that there was a way ahead for him, just like Little. Just like Little, yeah. It's, it's nice, isn't it, when you see people for real mirroring the people who are being reflected in the plays and, uh, and the yeah. performances in the fringe. I think, I think for us, there's a real sense that when we look at the life of Christ, there's a, a challenge for us. You can see his life as a story, but is to try and you know walk in his footsteps, or to try and live out that story for yourself, and that becomes a play, the, you know, a play about your own life. And um, yeah, uh, the exciting thing is the next chapter is still to be written. Well, and, you know, um, that's a lovely link to conclude the last the Augie Augie story because it's really about this. The, he does the first part of the story is the play is about Augustine and his conversion, and it. The, the implication is to say, if God can take someone like Augustine and turn him into a saint, 
you can do it for anyone. And it is bringing the faith, the Christian faith, right into the 21st century and saying this gospel of Christ is something that we can engage with because there is a power beyond us that comes to us through the presence of the Spirit to help us make decisions, to help us do the right thing, to help us walk the right way. And uh, I think engaging with the arts this, this year has allowed us to once again be challenged to see what it is to be a Christian in the 21st century. And I think exactly what we're doing here as well, you talk about the 21st century, the way these podcasts are going out on social media, uh, the way that the message is now going out in so many new ways that we wouldn't have imagined, even literally 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's so exciting in itself. And I think the work that you and your team do is just quite quite outstanding. So a big thank you, Albert, for well, everything that you do too. Well, thank you for these compliments and thank you to you, the listeners who have been part of these podcasts. Can I encourage you to spread them around, encourage people to look at them because there's lots of really interesting conversations that have taken place over the last two weeks. So until next time, God bless. God bless.